So for those of you that don't know Hannes, he lives in Melkbos, and uh, he leads the Melkbos congregation. And uh, yeah, and I don't know if you've heard that we have these hubs. Apparently, we now have we have for practical reasons that the congregations are clusters into into hubs, uh, so we can engage better. And we are in the same hub, yeah. so you are so welcome to speak into us, Hannes. Yeah, bless you. Good. Thank you. Thank you. Hello. Okay. I, I, so how's this? I'm going to start out, and I am guaranteed that I can make most, most of you hate me within the first 10 seconds. How's this? So I want to ask all of those who, who came with me, and guess who's from us? It's Philip and Marley. They're from us. Just so you know. <laughs> so, uh, they're, they're with us. Yes, I'm joking. Uh, so we, we got a bunch of guys. Sorry, that was rude. But we... I, I want to say thank you so much for giving us Philip and Marley. La, loan, loan deals doesn't work in the kingdom. It's giving or nothing. I don't lo- <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway. But so I, I just want to ask maybe off the bat here. Tyler, don't you want to come quickly? I want you to share something. But even for those who, yes, I'll tell you now what you're going to share. Um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, but even for the rest of you, if you're feeling something, please jump in with me. I don't just want to run with it. Don't you just, can you, do you think you can summarize what you shared in the prayer meeting with us, just what you picked up? Um, yeah, do it, bro. Cool. Give it your best shot. Cool. How's it, guys? I'm Tyler. I think there's one or two of you that may know me. Cool. So, during our prayer meeting, I felt the Lord put on my heart, body, soul, and spirit. We actually touched on it last week, and it actually came to me quite hard now when we were having our little groups. And one thing I felt for the body is we've... So, you know when you massage your muscle when it's gone weak, you're trying to get the strength back into it. And I feel like there's some parts of our walk with the Lord where we've gone soft. We lack in strength. And I can actually agree to that in some ways. And then also in spirit. I don't know where to go in the spirit just yet. But I felt with the spirit and soul, there's something we're going to be touching on. The Lord's going to highlight those areas. You remember what you said? It's going to highlight. So he's going to highlight those areas. I was trying to say, yeah. Yeah. Well well done, bro. Thanks, Thanks, bro. (laughs) Sorry, I threw you under the bus there. Um, Good. I don't know if any... I don't... Prep these guys, but we 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 a bunch that came to we closed down church in Malkus today, uh, so we didn't have a meeting and we sent all our communities out to different congregations. So we went to nine different congregations that was just so cool, getting out of our Malkus bubble because uh, it's very nice. Yeah? It's very lucky down there. And so we're like, get your passports ready. We're coming to Sunningdale. Okay? So, hence why we are here. We had guys. I was in Durbanville this morning. We have guys in Musenberg and Cityville PM and everywhere. It's, I think it's good for the guys. And it's lucky to be with you. I said, it's a sin that you guys are so close and I haven't been here in years. So we can, we can make it more of a habit. Yeah. I'll loan myself to, to you like Margot said. Um, but I, I was hoping that we, I can maybe come with a, um, a better, how can I say, like a, just a normal teaching, you know. But when, when I got to, uh, I met with Jock and with Chaz on, uh, I think it was Thursday, and he was just sharing with me, we guys are at just a congregation, and uh, I said, yeah, cool, I think I, I can touch on that. And it feels like the season is, the Lord is allowing me to share. So I'm going to share with you, I want to share part of my story tonight. 
And um, we're just going to see where it goes. Okay, so it's not going to be a professional preach. All right, be, be with me. But um, so I'm going to I'm going to jump back, and we're going to see what the Lord does. So please jump in, any of you, if you're feeling something while I'm busy. Okay, I'm not going to professional. Nothing is professional here tonight. But um, I want to start with this. Andrew recently, often when we got together as elders, he used this phrase. He said. When, when the people stop repenting, a movement dies. Some of you might have heard it. Yeah? And he, he kept saying it like in all our meetings. And I wondered, like, what does it look like for us as a people to constantly be repenting? You know? And even tonight, the word repentance comes through. And, and I think probably for many of us, you know, repentance is probably the scariest Christian word out there. It's like a, if, there's, if you think about it, there's often a first thing is a negative connection to it. Painful. Embarrassing. Um, I don't know what you want to like, but I definitely don't have a, initially, the, the initial feel, to, if, if I hear repentance, isn't like, yay. Okay? And, uh, but but he, Andrew preached this thing where he said, when we, when we as a people stop repenting, a movement dies. And we spoke about it in our one elders meeting, and Ivan said, actually, you know, if you look through church history, many church movements has come and gone, and often many of them last like around 20 years, actually, which is scary, eh? and we had 23, 24 years now, and, uh, and, and when Andrew dropped that, I, I think I want to echo for us, you know, it's critical for us as a church and as a field of churches to, even in this season, actually especially in this season, to continue being a people who constantly repent before God, and uh, that we won't be those who fall in the same stream, we've come and we've gone, and we actually got arrogant in our ways, thought we knew better than the Lord, and we lost our way. But as a people, we should be those who come to the Lord often, all right? And um, so I want to tell you the story. In a, as a young man, okay, young boy, <laughs> long, long ago, I'm joking, I was still a young man. But I, uh, 2018, in 2018 in Malkbos, I was, okay, let's start earlier, 2015 in Malkbos, I, I moved there, Andrew moved me from Wellington, started a youth, very exciting, um, under Mike Davies, with the guys, excited, like, things were going, wow, and uh, I, there was a lot of arrogance in this young boy right here, okay, and, and, I, and I think I kind of saw, like, okay, I'm not going to go into the corporate, but there's a, there, I saw a ladder to climb in church, if I'm very transparent with you guys tonight, okay, I'm going to put out all the dirty laundry here tonight before you, okay, and, um, Served well, and not only not everything was arrogance, but there was a proper route there. And uh, served under under Ruan. Then Ruan was with us, and then when uh, Ruan, I think it was 2019, he he went on long leave, and they asked me to lead the congregation for the three months that he was away. And uh, okay, no, sorry, I'm going to jump earlier. Sorry, a year earlier, got got married, came into eldership. And uh, I went on an outreach to, with my wife to Russia. We were there for a bit. And while I was in Russia, I got an email from, I can't remember, Andrew Orwan that was at e, that eldership uh, form. For some of you might know, we like, okay, we want to bring you on to eldership and ask you like all the questions of your whole life, okay? And, uh, and we that in, very exciting. We're coming on to eldership, whatever, it's great. And uh, just before, just before we came on to eldership, I fell into sin and uh, looked at pornography. Okay. And it's something that I struggled with in my teenage years at school, at Bible school, just before I got married, and I was free for a big portion, and just before I came into eldership. Dumb mistake. And I didn't fall into sin, I chose to look at it. Okay? And, uh, and I remember when I, um, after it happened, I was like, oh no, 
okay? Because I knew the consequence, okay? I was like, I, I just have to tell them now, the process is probably going to be paused, and there's gonna be, it's going to suck, but, and I, and I had this moment, if I can just, nobody has to know, but if I can just stop, okay, it'll be okay. And I didn't tell a soul, didn't tell my wife, and uh, promotion came quickly, okay? Got into eldership, served well. Then 2019 came, Ruan went on long leave and asked me, Hannes, would you lead the congregation while Ruan's away? And I did it well, okay, for three months. So well, Ruan never came back. Okay, I'm joking. Okay, man. No, just in that time, the Lord, he felt the Lord tell him to move to Paul. And I said, okay, I should continue leading, okay? And now I'm scared, okay, because now you're in this thing. And, and the, you know, the scary part is there was life, man. Is there was actually life in the congregation. We were growing. There were salvations. And, um, but when I walked out the door, I knew that between myself and the Lord, I'm not okay. And, um, and promotion kept coming, you know. Suddenly, Andrew asked me to be part of the directing elders. So, so like, uh, okay, close to him. And uh, uh, led some stuff to, I mean, outreaches and whatever. And uh, I hid it, you know, for, for two and a half years. Led a church while being in sin that no one knew about. And, and so lockdown came, and I, I was driving this Freistaat Polo, okay, Freestate Polo. Some of you would have seen me with a roof racks, okay? They said it's the only Freestaat Polo that had roof racks on it. And, uh, and I remember in the middle of lockdown, the one day I was driving, and there came this orange warning light in my car that said ABS and a handbrake sign. And it would go, it would do this ding, 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 and the thing would go off again. And I was like... Man, I don't have bucks now to fix the car, and I'm wondering what's wrong with my car. And I started reading, they say it could be that some of the brake fluid is uh, finished. I checked the brake fluid, and it's fine. They said it could be the, the motor, but the brakes work, so it's okay. And they said it could be a fuse, and I haven't checked out. They said, no, they can't find anything wrong with it. And the one I'm driving, and it comes again, ding, ding, ding. And I hear the Lord say this to me. He says, Hannes, it's a warning for you. You better come out before I pull up the handbrake. And uh, I knew what the Lord was saying, okay? And I was like, no, 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 I just have to stop. Okay, just nobody has to know. I just need to. And uh, months come and months go by. And it was probably another six months that I would get in my car every day. Ding, ding, ding. And just later on, no more guilt, okay? No more conviction. And um, we, dry, we had a, in September, end of September, we had a lead elders camp in Stellenbosch. Uh, driving there, ding, 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 going, whatever. And the first night, one of the, one of the elders was uh, disciplined for something, you know. And, uh, but I remember sitting there, and I was so scared. I was like, I sat there, and I was like, I'm in such trouble. Like, I knew the Lord is going to work with us this weekend, okay. And, uh, and uh, I don't know, I'm just, I'm just going out all my thoughts here before you guys are not, okay. So I, I remember sitting there, it's like, so what can I tell him? That it's not that bad, but it's, uh, I'm saying something, okay? And, uh, and uh, I'm trying to think, okay, how can I get around this? Because I know what it means, man. I, I knew for me to, to get up there and to repent, okay? Or to say something, it's going gonna, it's gonna to end my life. It's just what it felt like, okay? And so I was like, okay, no, no, no. I just have to go off to this weekend. That's it, okay? Done. Done watching. And I uh, couldn't sleep that night. And the morning, I got up and I had quiet time, like a good Christian, okay? And uh, I read Hebrews, Hebrews 6, it says, Today, if you hear the voice of the Lord, don't harden your heart. And I'm like, oh. And I, I, said, I said to God, okay, I said to the Lord, okay, Lord, if, if you speak to me again today, I'll do it. I'll do it. And um, 
we got breakfast, whatever. We were about to go into our first session, and Jeff Kidwell, some of you might know Jeff, comes up and he says, listen, I, man, I don't know, sorry, I never get this, but I had a dream last night, and I just feel I have to share the dream, and I think it's for one of you here, okay? And he says, in my dream, I got in my car, and, and there came this orange warning light. And, and, and I felt the Lord say to, you, to one of you, it's a warning for you. You need to come into the light before he pulls up the handbrake. Okay? And, and so I tell you, we're laughing now. I wanted to die. Really, I, I've never... I've never in my life been that scared of God. I, I remember sitting there and I wanted to climb under the chair and I was like, I am done. And, and so now I, I'm literally sitting next to my wife. She doesn't know a thing, but I'm hyperventilating, okay? Like I'm freaking out like, oh, please, Jesus, no. And I, I mean, Andrew preached that session. I can't remember what he said, okay? I was just like, oh, my word, I don't know what I'm going to do. And, uh, and again, I'm like, okay, 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 just... I can't, can't do it again. And, yeah, and sin, is, sin has this way. And, and now I'm speaking about big sin in our eyes. Okay? Blatant sin. And it has this way that you just want to, I just need to change. Nobody has to know, but I need to change my thought process. Or I need to change my action. Nobody has to know. I just, I'll, I'll shift, you know. And, uh, and just before lunch, Andrew asked Liz East. He said, Liz, we have 20 minutes. Don't you want to take 20 minutes and just basically summarize for us, you know, as leaders, when we're caught this in, in, in sin, how does the devil manipulate our thinking process and whatever? And I tell you, in 20 minutes, she summed me up to the T. And I was like, okay, I'm done. I, I'm, in, I'm in such trouble here. That's me, to the T. And she spoke about how we're trying to preserve our position all right? And so here I am. I made the ladder, if you want to call it for lack of a better word. Okay? I got there, whatever there is, anyway. And, um, and, and there's still anointing. That's the scary part. You know, the night before, I led worship, and there was actually power. That's the scary part. Is I don't know why the Lord would allow that. But there was, there was, there was anointing that flowed. And, um, and I, I remember she summed me up, and I, I walked out, and I stood at my car, and I... I had two thoughts that came to my mind. I was like, the first thing is like, if I, if I go away from this campsite without repenting, I honestly believed, and I don't know where your theology lies with this, but I honestly believed the Lord might kill me um, for the sake of His church. I was like, God is entrusting 160, 180 people to me, and I'm lying to them Sunday after Sunday, preaching something and not living it. And, and I, I, I literally got there. I was like, I actually believed that God might kill me on the way home for the sake of His church. I said, or the other option is if I go away and I tell no one that I, in a year's time, might not even be following the Lord anymore. And I might be divorced. And who knows where I'm going to be. And I, I looked at myself in the, in the window of my car and I just stood there and I asked myself, Hannes, when, when do you want to be free? When you're 50? Maybe? If I'm still walking with the Lord, and, uh, and I, I just knew, it's now or never. And I, I went, and I fetched my wife here. I said, babes, we need to go for a drive. Got in the car, ding, 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 okay? And uh, <laughs> went, went for a drive, and I, I said to her, babes, I have to tell you something. I, I just laid it all out, okay? And I repented to her, and I said, I've lied to you. I've hid it from you. I'm so sorry. And, um, and then went back, chatted to Andrew. He said, you know what this means, you know, it was very gracious, but he said, okay, you know, there's going to be church discipline, and, uh, 
and it just left me hanging for like the rest of the weekend. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> but I, uh, so there was that the night I had to repent before all the lead elders, which is like my heroes, you know, like Wilma Reyes sitting there and Andrew sitting there. It's like, hey, it's an AA meeting. I'm Hannes and I'm a porn addict. Okay, that's what it felt like. And, um, and repented before them. And it was, I, I mean, we're laughing about it now, but I want to say it was incredibly painful. There's no, there was no other way for it, okay? It was just so painful. Philly was there and... Uh, and uh, then the Sunday we had to call an emergency church meeting. You know, it was in COVID time and we had our congregation here and uh, had to repent before the church and I was placed under church discipline. Terrible, 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 terrible. And, um, but it saved my life. Yeah. And um, so I'm trying to think what I need to highlight here and, and whatnot. So, um, so placed under church discipline and they basically told me I need to walk with Liz East closely and uh, just counselor-wise to get free from this thing, and uh, between my wife and I, and like a whole journey ahead, and it's like, thankfully, they kept me on staff, uh, which I'm super thankful for, and it's like, okay, take the road, and, uh, and walk this thing out, and, um, and I remember thinking that Sunday after I repented in church, okay, I was like, okay, that is as low as you can go, okay, that is like the worst, and I said, surely now, God must, like, there, there must be like the... The, the friendship of God or the praises of God is going to be back, you know. And I remember two weeks, two weeks later, I'm walking up and down Malcolm's beachfront, and God is just gone. And I, I remember being so frustrated with the Lord. I said, God, how does this thing work then? He said if we repent that, I don't even know what you say, but I, I knew I had to repent. They're like, where are you, God? And, and I remember sitting by the rocks there by Slubber's Clipper, and the Lord just started flagging more and more stuff in my heart. And... Uh, who of you have heard that verse that says that sin gives birth to sin, gives birth to death? And suddenly the Lord started showing me, and, and this is terrible. I mean, I, I wish I could have given you a nicer preacher tonight. Okay? But I was like, as a guy who, who led a congregation, that the Lord started showing me the most ugliest thing that I've done, ugliest stuff that I've done while I led a church. Okay? I, I, I mean, I, I'm throwing myself really under the bus here tonight. But I, I had a thing, we, we had a, my wife had an Apple Watch, yeah? and the one day she bumped her car. This is now before the discipline time. And I remember being so, I was bumped when she bumped her car, okay? And it's like, oh man, and the next day I'm f filling out the insurance forms, and I check, oh, there's this Apple Watch on here that we're not using it anymore. And it was a really tight month, okay? And I said, if I write them a story about what happened to this watch, I mean, no one would know, and it would pay out, and that's 5K right there, okay? And we went on a nice holiday. And I tell you, I sent the email with the lying story. This is Alda, okay? Send this email, and I was like, suddenly after it was sent, you're like, oh, yes, what have I done, you know? And, and the conviction probably lasted for a day, and then it was gone, you know? I didn't feel a thing. And, and my heart was so hot, yet I could continue doing the good Christian thing that I had to do, and, you know, and walk the road. And, and funny enough, that the day that I repented, the first question my wife asked me was the story about the what's real. And I said, yeah, 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 that was real. Because I, I, was, I was scared about the legal consequences, you know. Like, now it's not just between me and God. There's insurance involved here and whatever. And, um, and, and I lied again on the day I repented, you know. And two weeks later, I'm sitting by Slubber's Clipper, and the Lord tells me, what about the watch? And, um, and I remember, I, said, I, I literally said, please, Jesus. I, I can't. Like, and... Um, and I knew what I had to do. I walked home, 
called Andrew, called Grant. Let's send voice note to the elders. This is what I've done. Called my insurance broker, who's the elder in Paul. <laughs> so, hey. And, um, and I wrote him a letter. I said, I want you to know that this is what I've done. And, uh, and I'm prepared to take whatever the consequences for it. And, um, and he calls me back. He says, okay, now that it's on paper, I must just tell you what the consequence can be. And uh, said they can either make you pay it back with a fine or you can be blacklisted that you can't have insurance for the next five years. Or if they really want to, they can pursue a criminal record because it's on paper that you lied and you stole. And, uh, and I remember when I had that call, I was like, good old Hannes, you know, that it could lead worship and people could meet God. And suddenly there's a potential for this black spot to be against my name. Criminal record. Okay. Sinner, liar, and um, it was horrible, okay, and I said, it's okay, um, we have to go, we have to do it, and um, I, I don't want to jump too far down that story, but the Lord used it, I can just tell you that, to actually resolve something between my, my dad and myself, I didn't want to, I could tell my dad about the pornography side of things, you know, pornography is like, uh, I mean, I don't want to be, it, it can kind of be a victim, Okay, I got exposed to it when I was young, you know, it wasn't my fault, yes, I chose it, but uh, man, it was, I was addicted to it, but that thing, I chose, I knew what I was doing when I sent that email, and I lied, I stole, and I was like, my dad didn't raise me like that, and I was like, I couldn't tell my dad about it, and um, man, I don't want to go down this road too long, because I don't think we're going to run out of time, but eventually, long circle, actually went to see Mervis, and I knew the Lord told me when, it, when, I was, when Merv was ministering over me that I have to tell my dad about this thing. Uh, and the Lord used it to restore a relationship between my dad and myself. And miracle by miracle, the insurance wrote me a letter back that says, because of your honesty, we will not pursue anything. You just have to pay us back what we paid you. And I said, it's coming in hot. And I <laughs> just paid it back. And, uh, and, and, and that was it. And, and, and they never pursued anything, which is a miracle. Okay, that, was, uh, that was the Lord's kindness, because he, he could have punished me if he wanted to, and it would have been fair. And um, so, not a nice two years, all right? And, and, I, and I'm, try, I'm trying to just gauge where to go from here, but I think, I think as a church, and Jockey said that he spoke to you guys about repentance last week. Now, that's a, that's a bad example, okay, of, of a bad story where it should never go to. But it has happened, and it was good, and it saved my life, and it probably saved my marriage. And um, it really did. It, it, it probably did. Yeah. And, but not all of us here is carrying major sin like that, that we're hiding and lying and deceiving and, and whatever. Yet there's a call from the Lord actually for us as a church, you know, to be a people of repentance. And, and, I was, and, and not everybody is required always to, to repent publicly in front of the church. Praise God for that, okay? Because I think we would have long queues every Sunday. But, and, and, and it's not for all of us, but... Um, there, is, there is an area where the Lord is calling us to it, you know. And I want to read Galatians 5, verse 16 quickly. If you can put that up for me. Um, it says, so if, it's, I say, live by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. Uh, ESV says flesh, okay. For, this, for the sinful nature desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the sinful nature. They are in conflict with each other, so that you do not know what you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. 
uh, go, the acts of the sinful nature, obvious. Okay, it says it's obvious. And now you go, sexual immorality. All of us knew that what I repent for is blatant. Okay, and, and I hope if there's sexual immorality, I want to tell you, don't hide it. I, I even came to the conclusion, if by some miracle I managed to get free from pornography without telling a soul, I don't think I would have been free. Because that's, that's what the Lord says, okay? He says, confess your sins to one another that you can be healed. So I, I even, like I knew standing there, if I don't tell someone, and somehow even I manage to stop, the devil will never let me go, okay? And so I want you to know that if, you, if you're in that place where you just think, I must just live hiding this thing for the rest of my life, I can't let anyone know, I want to tell you, you will never be free. The devil will hog you, okay? Come into the light, Okay, sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, and witchcraft. So that's like obvious, man. Like if there's something like that, you need to repent. And we always say like probably for witchcraft and stuff, some of the stuff you need to be delivered from because it's been done to you. And we like, we get into this victim mindset. Like it's not me, it was done to me. I fell into it, whatever you want to call it, okay? And then in the same um, passage, it goes on to hatred, discord, jealousy. Now, Jealousy in the same passage as sexual immorality. Fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and, a li- and the like. I warn you as I did before that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. And uh, I, I feel for, just for years of church tonight, now I want to I say this, I, I don't come in... Really, I wanted to know that I'm, I'm not coming from a judgment perspective, that I'm saying, you sinners, you need to repent, okay? But I, I hope tonight that you, can, that, that you can hear this, that God is calling you to light. Um, like, I, what happened for me that weekend is I, we were in Stellenbosch, and I remember God getting out of my tent that morning. Uh, I'm looking up to the mountains. I'm like, where does my help come from? Okay, it felt like that. I just felt so hopeless there. And, uh, and it does come from the Lord. That, that God is calling you to light. And for some of you, maybe there was something done to you that, that you stuck, especially something like sexual sin. It's often it starts with done to you, you know. But like, I want you to hear that God is calling you to light tonight, if there's anything major, okay? Um, and He's calling you to repent. He's calling you to light. But then there's a few other things. And I think, you know, the, the temptation, you know, I said to Ivan when we, just before, and I said, looking at you as a congregation, it's like the, this is the original Josh Genesee, it feels like, you know. And it's, it's I think, for, and, and the, the other half is in Malkbos, by the way, right? So that's why, that's where the other half of them are. And, you know, for, for us two congregations, and I say this very humbly, it is a, um, a tricky season for us to walk out. Being, being the ones who's been in Josh Gen for a long time, We've seen things. We've, some of you have been in the old days. You've seen stuff, and it's just, oh, I just want to go back to the old days, whatever. Okay, or just have gotten used to this church thing, in and out, week, week after week, week, week out, whatever. And, um, and when there's a call for repentance, it's like, it's nothing major wrong. And, and maybe there is nothing major wrong like I had. And I praise God for that, okay? But where, where do we then come in as a repenting people? Uh, before the Lord, where we don't grow heart of heart, and we are the ones who still set the pace to be a, a movement who constantly come back to the Lord. And, um, and I felt to highlight a few things that was mentioned in that list, and I, I'm going to use out of the ESV. That's where, where I prayed from, I realized. But the first one is strife. And, um, and, and I think striving, you know, it, we, can, we can mask it so well that it's for God. It's okay, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. But, but 
And, and strife is evil in the eyes of God. And, um, and, and if, you, if you recognize that, and I want to call you to repent before the Lord. All right? Jealousy. Like jealousy, it's a, um, it, it comes so sneaky, you know. But it, sometimes for many, it's at the, at the root of why well, we just can't allow others to celebrate or to break free. Uh, who, uh, let me not get into more stories, okay? But... Um, how many times we like desire for someone else to break free, but it's something that you've decided and you see them run into freedom and you're just like, and you're still stuck, okay? And we just keep people back because we, we're jealous, you know? Um, fits of rage, fits of anger, okay? And I'm so glad my wife's not here tonight, okay? I'm, I'm joking. I feel very lonely. I had to send my wife home. We, I preached to will aim this morning and then we went to hospital visit and I said, you and the baby go home. But... I wonder what my wife would say about me, you know, when none of you sees me at home and when I'm under pressure and I'm extremely tired, is there fits of rage that come out of me and sometimes it's just so okay, you know, I'm tired, man, I'm task driven and, uh, and my wife gets the brunt of it and, uh, and I wonder if the Lord looks at it the same way like he looked at sexual immorality, possibly. I don't know, I'm not creating a theology around this, but I'm just asking a question, you know, same list that he wrote. And it's like, it's, it's evil in the sight of the Lord. But uh, when, when I spoke to Chaz on Thursday as well, I said, when last have one of us repented for fits of, fits of rage, fit of rage, fit of anger? Not as frequently, you know. Rivalries. Dissensions. Now, I, I had to go look for Afrikaans guy what dissensions mean, but it's just strong disagreements or quarreling. And, um, and, and, and I would even ask you this. I recently asked my, my, my leaders. I wanted them to go to each, each of them to go to an elder. And I, want, I want to say to them, ask this question, how easy am I to lead? And, um, and I even wanted some of them to know, like, and I said to the elders, I want you to give honest feedback. And, and are you known as someone who's constantly quarreling or constantly disagreeing? And I'm not saying that we all have to just be on the same boat and happy clappy and we just go. But there's, there's like, if you're known as I'm the different guy, I don't know if that's of the Lord always, you know. It's like actually God has called us as a church to be of one heart, one mind. We, we think the same way and one purpose. Have you thought about that before? That He's called us to even think the same way. And, and if you're known as the guy that's always seeing the other side or the whatever, it might be that there's dissension, you know, that's constantly disagreeing or quarreling. Just putting it out there. Okay. Division. Uh, you know, Andrew always says with this division, there can't be unity because division is division, two visions. And, and, and as a, again, as the, as the Lord is calling us as a church to be in unity. And um, division is evil in the sight of God, man. And I, I know we've been well trained by Andrew, okay? So none of us would go out and like do this and this. But I realized how quickly I could just drop these subtle hints that could make someone look at Margot a lot worse than what she is. 
It's true, né? And, and so here's, here's a story that I'm reminding of now. So I came back with the eldership, okay? Not perfect. I'll, I'll just put that out there right there, okay? And I had, a, I had a strong disagreement with one of the guys, not on the eldership team, with another guy. And, um, and I remember they asked me to lead this guy, but I just couldn't move him. And he, it was like butting heads. And, and one night we had an elders meeting, and he, the Sunday just before, he did do something in church that was, dis- was disagreed with elders. And I remember I stated that, and then I threw a same story of two years ago in the same pot that made just, this guy just sound so bad. And, and, and suddenly Grant was like, yes, we need to get involved here. Like, we need to work with this guy. And I, I tell you, I got in the car, and the same fear that gripped me at that camp gripped my heart when I got in the car. It's like, I sinned. Before God. And you know what? I didn't even lie. It was true what I said. But I, but I made it sound like it was the same sequel. And I actually, I, I, I labeled this guy way worse than what, I, what, it, what was true. Again, get on the phone, send a word, call Grant. I'm sorry. This is the case. This did happen, but it's not the same story. I lied by blurring the two and I knew what I was doing. Owned it. Okay? Send a voice into the team. Guys, I'm sorry. This is what I said about him. It wasn't the case. This happened there. This happened here. It's not the same sequence. And, uh, and suddenly, you know, it was like God was back. And, and it, uh, I had to learn, like, there was like a, I knew that if I, if I walk away that night, and I, it was, the conviction of God gripped me, you know, but I could go home and just like, I, I didn't lie. And my heart would have grown hard. And sin would lead to sin again. It doesn't start with sexual immorality. It's not long before that. Often, okay. And, um, we have to deal with these things, man. Envy. Envy means this resentful longing aroused by someone else's positions or qualities of favor. You know, it's like, do we envy someone else that runs past us um, in, in God or someone else that has favor at their work? Um, okay, love of money. When lost have we thought about that as sin? You know? Um, I read 1 Timothy, 1 Timothy 6, verse 9 to 10. It says that the, the love of money is the root of all evil. And I wonder when in church, you know, we, we do encourage us, let's give generously, like tithe, whatever. But when have we spoken about the love of money that can destroy your soul? And um, Matthew, oh, Matthew 8, I think it is, that says, what does it benefit a man, you know, to gain the whole world, but he loses his soul? And, and, and these things, you know, we, we sometimes just brush over them, but with sexual immorality and those things we label as the big ones. We need to deal with that. It's bad, and it is bad, okay? But I think these things, the love of money and those things, we need to deal just as ruthlessly, you know, that can grip our hearts away from the Lord, just sometimes in a bit more holy way. Are you with me? Is it okay still? All right. One that scared me, and I, and I think this is probably the one that I wanted to walk with list more than the pornography side of things, is lying. It's the, the fact that I said I, I lied blatantly to the team where guys did ask me often, how are you doing? And I said, no, well, thank you. I'm fine. And I, I lied to them, you know, and, uh, and I lied to my wife. And I, I managed to lie just so well. And I, I started reading scriptures like in Proverbs and in, in Revelation where the Lord specifically highlights lying. And God is very against lying. Now, I don't know if you read some scriptures, but it's like, he actually says that lies will not inherit the kingdom of God. And uh, I don't know if we take him serious at that, but I was like, God, I'm so sorry. Like, I was like, I want to be a man of honest, like a truthful man, 
Okay? And, and I think, man, I just realized again, like sometimes we can just hide these things. It's not that bad. It's just not the full truth or whatever. But I want you to know that the Lord is not pleased with us when we are people of, uh, that lie, with lying lips. And He's um, calling us to be a truthful people in all our ways. And I, again, I'm saying this not, not to put it on you. I'm saying I was there. Okay? But we can't stay there. And another one that I'd felt to highlight for us, you know, that, that is not one we often think we need to repent of, is self-pity. You know, self-pity is the one that constantly says, but I'm the victim, okay? No one understands me. It's never my fault. It's always you. And, um, and I, self-pity, you know, actually, um, I don't know where it fits in that list exactly, but I, I think much of those things comes together in that one. Where, where we just can't ever break free by being the, the victim constantly and not being able to walk into the light. And, um, and I, so I wanted to highlight this, and I definitely don't want to stay there, okay? I'm going to land well. But I wanted to, I, what I was trusting the Lord for as I was speaking is that it would maybe flag some of these things in your heart. Because I think we can constantly speak. We need to be people of repentance, repentance, repentance. But we do get at a place where I have nothing to repent about. And then we're in trouble. Okay, because there's always something, and uh, and I think the Lord wanted to just flag some stuff. Maybe if we got comfortable with some of these sins in our lives that are just sitting there, and we can manage it, man, we can't manage sin. We can't play with sin. We can't just say, "I know how to control it." Okay, it'll destroy your soul. And and I wanna I wanted to urge you, you know, again, I'm saying it's like the, what I'm hoping to leave with you tonight. We started off with repentance often has this bad connection to it, and I I really wanted to come to you tonight and say that. I wanted to shift that repentance is one of the most beautiful things that the Lord has designed for us. Is it Hebrews that says, walk in the light as he is the light. light." And then he says, and you have true fellowship with one another. And I I always thought by by walking in the light that um, what will happen is that I'll know God better. But one of the biggest miracles for me that happened is that after I repented, my connections with the church just went deep. And I, I know these guys like I've never known them before. Okay? And there's, there's actually, it says, if you walk in the light, we'll have true fellowship with one another. And maybe you, you here, and this is, I always had this wall that I could let people close, but not too close. All right? And, and that's not what the Lord has for us, okay? Repentance is the most beautiful thing there is. Um, and, and this is a verse I found for you, Acts 3, verse 19 to 20. It says, um, it says, repent then and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out and that times of refreshing may come. And I, I really felt for, for you guys here tonight, you know, as many of you that have been here for years, and I, I don't know all of you, okay, but it feels like the Lord for your congregation has times of refreshing. Times of refreshing, you know. He wants to come in. Um, I, I want to run till I'm 100 years old, man. Okay, I want to go to them, and, and it, there's times of refreshing that may, needs to come. You know how it comes? Not a holiday. Repent and turn to the Lord. Repentance is the most beautiful thing that there is. And so I wanted to, I really want to ask you tonight, now that story that I've shared here, there was, there was a lot of pain. I remember standing at this exact spot, repenting to the church. We had it in this building, okay? And I shared, and I, I bawled my eyes out, and I owned it, okay? I was like vulnerable. I shared, this is it. And it was a terrible thing, but... If, if I think about repentance tonight, yes, there's a lot of pain that sits there, okay? A painful process. But the fruit is the most beautiful thing that the Lord has designed. And in Romans 12, I think we put a lot of weight on and says, offer your bodies to God as a living sacrifice. We preach that. I want to take you, it starts like it says, in view of His mercy. 
in view of His mercy, offer yourself. And, and I wanted to paint you a picture. If it wasn't for God, okay, where would we be? We would be stuck in our sin for the rest of our lives. And I, I want to say, like, I was addicted to pornography for years, you know, grade 8 till <laughs> two years ago, okay? Long time. And they, there was a time where I, I honestly believed this. I, I got to the point where I've tried. Really, I've tried hard. And I got to the point where I said, I will never be free. I think it's not possible to be free. And I need to hide this thing for the rest of my life and just walk with it. And um, I believed it, okay? And, um, and that night at the camp when I repented, I remember, or the morning, I went back to my, back to my tent, and, um, and I, I think I went through deliverance. I laid in the tent, and I was like groaning, you know, like, Ugh! and I think there was so much pain where I saw the, the image that I tried to build. It was fake, by the way, okay? And the uh, image that I tried to build just come down. And there was pain of groaning, but I think I went through some deliverance. And, and the last time that I struggled with it was before the camp. And I, I want to say it's a proper miracle. There's never been times where for two years in a row or whatever that I've not struggled. And I, the Lord has uprooted that thing, delivered. And then there was a time after that that I had to walk with. I'm still working with guys, still connecting with these guys, letting them know, hey, this is what's happening, this is where I'm at. I'm still, but I'm free. And, and the Lord has done it. And, and I tell you, there was a time where I just thought, I will never be free. And, and God has done it, but it was with repentance. And, and, and so, I need to land here. I'm going too long. But I want to I call you guys, okay? Some of you are stuck. And maybe, maybe it's in major sin like me, okay? I want to call you that God is calling light into darkness. And he's, he's calling you out, all right? It's available for you. It's available for you, just as it was for me, okay? And then I want to call the rest of us, you know, as leaders actually in the Lord's house. Many of us have grown cold and just thinking we can manage these hidden sins, né? And it just feels like the Lord wants to shine His light on those things and just say, deal with them just as ruthless, okay? Deal with those things. And don't allow sin to cold, to, 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 to cold in the heart, your heart, if that's even a word, okay? And, uh, and just walk in the light as He is the light. Repentance is a beautiful thing before the Lord. I'm going to land there. I'm going to hand over back to him. Do you, do you want to go back over?